Hapto as the head coach of the women's national team. As you look at the team we had before, you have been with the women's national team for quite some time, even from the junior ranks. You look at the team you used to have, and then one year on what she's achieved. What do you think has been the motivation for these girls? I think it's it's been a process of build. It's not been a, it's not just been a point of only Nora, but it's been right from the onset when Baba Nuhu had to build them from the under 17, when Basigi had to build them, even with Ben Foucault coming in at one point, under 20, and then uh, Mesitigo had them for a while before Nora picked it up. So it's it's been it's pro, it's more of procedural building, a point of consistency, growth for the girls, and I think that. A lot of them have become professionals. They have grown. So when you grow, you, you, you change perceptions, you change how you think. And that's how I see it more. Of, yeah. And now in, in doing so, they've won 10 out of the 11 matches that they've played under Nora Hapto, scoring quite a number of goals, 34 if I remember. And then they've considered just to... I mean, they, in the process of doing that, they have qualified for the WAFCON, a stage we've not been for quite some time since we hosted in 2018. For you, sitting back, um, what does qualifying to the tournament mean? Because it means you are, you are going to be in Morocco, obviously. But then for you, as a fan of this team, what does, what does it mean? Naturally, for Ghana, qualifying to WAFCON or WAFCON is like a given. So when we qualify, it's not really what a lot of people look at. And for the Black Queens, to put on record, that we're even the first to go for World Cup before the Black Stars. So Queens have done a lot, but then after some time, we were having challenges. So growing up again out of it, I think it's better for fans of women's sports and people that care about how women's sports was run in the country. And for all our Premier League clubs and also for our Division One clubs, it gives hope. That is what I think we have achieved now. So for fans, we are excited to go to Morocco. We are preparing to go to Morocco and making sure that Ghana at least pick up the trophy or do something better when we go to Morocco. So I'll, since you brought in history, I also take you back between between 1991 and then 2006. Um, we. I mean, we were almost like semi-finalists, quarter-finalists of the competition. We finished um, as runners-up on quite a number of occasions. But then, uh, in the last few years, in the last six editions, we failed to even qualify twice and then advance um, from the group. I mean, going back onto the stage, do you think there's pressure among this group? There is no pressure. Like I said, we, we keep it a step at a time. If you check how Nora picks up her, her matches, she doesn't pick in a rush. She picks her matches a step at a time, which I think that's what a, any good gaffer or any good leader should do. And then you make sure that you prepare your girls, know which girls you're going to use to face whichever opponent you have. So she understands our girls. She understands Ghana. She understands Africa. She understands the DNA of the Ghana football for the women. And that's what we are going to take. To into the we are not going to go into the league with any rush, thinking that we have to do well by all means. No, it's a point. It's a it's a game of chances. Football. So with football, you just have to put passion. People have to see the zeal and enthusiasm from the enthusiast, and then we are going to do better. And I think that any time we had gone to play, the same excitement that had led the Black Queens to do better is the same excitement that we are going to use to do. All right. So um, 
I'll, I'll also take you because um, back to our recent um, performance on the. I mean, when it comes to the Black Stars, they are poor performance in um, Ivory Coast. Raise questions about the motivation for for Black Queens because it's almost as if we've, we've given too much care to the men's side while the women's side um, have been neglected at some point. I mean, not completely neglected, but then. Um, yesterday we heard from you at a press conference making a case for them. I mean, what sh- what do they stand to gain? Because I know they've played their qualifiers, they've qualified for the WAFCON. Um, what was at stake for them? What were they promised? And then when are they getting it? You know, just as you said, GFA is a, an association, and this association sells brands. And we have products that we sell. Our foremost product is Black Stars across the world, not just in Ghana. The male teams had been the one that dominates the love and affection from the countries. So I, I find it quite worrying when we try to make it look like vis-a-vis the women's team and then we should see it as something that connects and all that. But I think the challenge really is, are the women getting the due that they deserve? Which I feel for a while as a country, we had not been doing so well. But then when you check for some time now, they've been getting really their due. The difference is that, yes, we are owing black queens, we are owing satellites, sorry, we are owing princess, and we had, when we spoken to them, myself, the president of GFA, Mr. Ketukwiku, and then the minister in the ministry had spoken, and they had made promises to us that we are going to get these monies for these girls before we start, we go into our next match, which means going against Zambia in 20, on the 23rd. Of February, so we are we are very hopeful. We believe what the ministry has said, and then the girls going for the princesses are going to get their days before they even go for the All African Games, which I think is what we should believe. And then the money will come because you see, they see have a loaf is better than none. And the beauty of it is that when the country, the first reason why anybody should wear a jersey should be the patrioticness and then the love for the country. So without the love for the country, there shouldn't be any reason to wear the jersey. Because if it's just about the money, then some of them had a right to have naturalized at other places and play there. But then they decided to play for Ghana, which means that the first point was loving Ghana, being able to sing the national anthem and saying, I am proud to be a Ghanaian. So would make sure they get their due. We have few reviews we've done as, an, as the GFA system. We would make sure these girls and anybody that is playing for our national team has what really they deserve. I mean, um, still on this topic, there are quite a number of figures that have been mentioned. Um, I would love if you could give us probably the facts on the ground as to this particular amount that um, women or the girls are owed and then what probably the GFA is looking to pay them as things stand. I, so I'm not going to give a figure as to the many times that we've owned them or something. Like I said, we owe them some bonuses, but we have never owned them per diems. Way back, there's, there's been a system where per diems were always owned, and even when they come, their per diems were not paid. But these times, they are being paid. GFA does not pay the girls. It's a ministry that does. All we are supposed to do is to facilitate the process of payments, which, like I said, I have had meetings with them, and also President has also had several meetings with them. Because it, 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 the, the onus is on us to make sure they are paid, but then we gain nothing when they are not paid. And ours is to make sure that if we give them all, they are due so they can 
at least perform, because that's what Ghanaians are going to judge us by. So we would sort it out. The figures would bring them public at the right time. I wouldn't want to jump the gun and say, oh, we wanted to give them this. But then, as we are speaking, for each qualifier, so when I say qualifier, I mean the in and the out of the qualifier, their due is a 2,500 USD for the senior most, that is the black coins, yeah. So, which means um, the black queens are currently old because they played two games in the WAFCON. So, for the WAFCON qualifiers, does that mean they are old 5,000? I'm still not making a comment on how much they are owed. I've just told you that for a qualifier, they are owed a 2,500. But as to the many times we have not, that is between our, it's more of a, a client, <laughs> a client confidentiality. We built that confidentiality with them. How is it supposed to protect them? Or is it also protect the nation? That's what we are doing, yeah. All right, so after qualifying for um, the WAFCON, I saw the job, I was at the airport when I saw their return. You could tell the Ghanaians love their national team. But uh, was there ever a point where some of the, these girls approached probably the team management, team um, handlers, and said, look, we have achieved one target. There's also yours to uh, um, do for us so that heading into the next round of games, you also get motivated. Motivation is key, and money is part of motivation. So, obviously, we meet the girls, we meet their leadership, i.e. their captains. They have five captains that we keep meeting, talking to them, and then they speak on our behalf to the team. Most of the time, I've had several meetings with them, being the head of women's football, ESCO rep. So, I've, I've met them severally. These things keep coming up, yes, because we are human beings. Not necessarily, are you owing us, but then, what are we also motivated by? Will you be giving us more when we do A, B, C, D? And all the time, we've given them the assurances, I think, that makes them comfortable. And that's the assurance we're going to give. And make sure that Ghana is giving back to everybody what the person deserves when you play for Ghana. Away from Wafcon, um, next on the line is Olympics qualification. Ghana has never been, Ghana's women's team has never been at the Olympic Games, uh, so it's it's a bit of a worry, and we've we've seen what Nora has done in terms of getting us back on the African stage. Um, how confident are you heading into the next round? Our confidence is in the girls and also in what our DNA has been as a country. Like I keep saying, for us as a nation. The plan is to take it a step at a time. We have a match against Zambia. Our wish is to make sure as Zambia is coming down to Kumasi, we make a mark and win convincingly. So when you're going there, whatever that happens, we still know that we're going to qualify. Because it's, it's in the interest of the whole nation for us to, for the first time, go for Olympics. And then at least I'll have a feather still in my cap also to say I took them for the first Olympics. So it's, it's something that we are all looking at. All the girls are excited about it. But for us, most of them are even playing international. So they have that exposure. And then everybody will be excited to go to Paris for the Olympics. All right. I mean, if, if you look at the, the opponents you're up against, in the, last, in the last year they have been at the World Cup. Um, although they didn't qualify from the group series, so we've seen what they have done on the African continent when they last played in the WAFCON, and then we saw what they, um, their performance at the world stage too. I mean, is there a target that has been set for Nora Hapto as far as the Olympics is concerned? That's still between us and Nora. 
and such things are still very, very confidential because Nora has some targets to get us into some leaks that we had not been, tournaments we had not been able to get to, which I think she's achieving. And like I said, it's a step at a time. And then for us to achieve and go up, 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 that's what we, we believe in. And then again, <clears throat> like you said, football doesn't follow logic. If it does, there was no way Kivet should have gone as far as they've done. Starting this AFCON, I don't think Nigeria was one of the favorites. But look at where Nigeria is, even Kodiwa. So it's not really about the club or the national team. It's about the preparation and how they meet the targets set for themselves. And each game is different from the other game. So for us at FE, ours is to provide all they need and make sure that we are doing a lot of things. So as we're speaking, any of the female teams, including the male club, the male, sorry, the male national teams, have an attached video analyst. Because now football is smart. Football is no more about who can run or who cannot run. It's about who can achieve. So these are things that are going to happen. And I think that with all the preparations Nora is doing and seeing some of the ways she is able to recover, come back to it, understand her people, understand the game she's in and all that. Yeah, Zambia may be a team that everybody thinks is big, but Ghana is done much more better when it comes to our ratings and how we've been able to hit and been able to win games. So, yes, we are going to face Zambia come 23rd. We have no fears. We are rather ready and prepared. We are not taking them for granted because that's what a lot of teams would want to do. And meet them as an A team as they are. And we believe that we have A-list girls that can also face them on any front. All right. So um, between July and August are two competitions. That is if the calendar is not tweaked because the Olympic Games happen between um, July 26th to 11th August. And the, the same August is where the WAFCON is expected to be played. I mean, okay, so if that is the case, which means there's little time for preparation for the two tournaments. Um, as management chair of the Black Queens, is there a priority? As in, if we don't qualify for the Olympic Games, it's fine because we are playing at the WAFCON. No. So our priority, like I said, is to give Ghana football. Ghana got football to watch. And we do not prioritize any tournament above the other because all of the tournaments have a different feel. And yes, we would want to, for the first time, go for Olympics. So at this point, as you and I are speaking, our focus is on Olympics to make sure that we are able to have a good win against Zambia. And then we may face either Morocco or Algeria, which we are, like I said, we take it a step at a time, so we prepare towards but for now, we have AFCON, which is what we have won, and what we are ready to go for. Are waiting for them to tell us the people we are playing with. So maybe after the draw, we can be able to have another conversation and tell you how our preparations are going to be. But any of our training tours and then our tour towards the, the WAFCON or Olympics is going to be the same. The, the, the zeal, the enthusiasm, the commitment, the appreciation of every game is just the same as the game has been. I mean, um, earlier this year, we've seen the announcement of the new management committee for the Black Stars. Um, we are taking over right at the time where we are beginning to also enjoy success. I mean, what is the task given to the new management committee? What are your objectives? 
to make the welfare, first is for the welfare of the girls, and make the girl, any girl that wears the jersey of Ghana feel confident and comfortable and know that the country is behind her and protect her and make her feel proud about what she's doing for Ghana. And then number two is to make sure we win more tournaments. Because ours is to go for tournaments and win tournaments. And as a management, if you fail to do this, then obviously you fail the whole of the good people of Ghana and then football people. And the more black queens is able to succeed, it means that our leagues feel comfortable. And we say that because all of, almost all these girls playing are people that had played in our leagues before. So if we get these structure done, then it means that the league, at least the league has some hope, and then that's what we are looking at. So, yes, we have some task to make sure you have some small pressure, especially when you have to qualify them for Olympics and also make sure that next World Cup, we are there and all that. So, we're going to make sure we do the right thing, and then do all the processes. I have very so much confidence in the people that I have on my management, because Ampem Dakwan Una is on the team. I have Fainu Naomi, who is a prison's lead when it comes to their women football. I have uh, Rus Sebonsu, Rus Park on it, and then myself, and then my vice is Zida, the Upper West Regional RFA Chair. So these are people that are enthusiastic about women football, appreciate what football is. They are football people. So I'm going into a management system with football people that speak football, that spends on football, that appreciates football, that lives football. And I, I was in Cote d'Ivoire not long ago with the Ampem Dakwa and then we saw what Ampem Dakwa could do. So because when you're sitting with such a man to discuss football, he appreciates what it is. And RFS are doing their best when it comes to women football. So these are diverse people from diverse backgrounds with a lot of ideas that I have on my management. And the way you check my technical too, I have one of the most traditionally trained people. Because the Dacostas and the rest as assistant coaches too. Nora are people that are up there. They are doing women football. So it's not like a man's football person in there. So these are people that are managing Premier League clubs and appreciates all the processes and the pros and cons. And communication-wise, you can see so much difference when it comes to how we are communicating to Ghanaians. And I think the excitement and the euphoria is built up because we give information more than we used to do when it comes to the national team, especially black queens. So yes, we, we have a lot of tasks, but it's a chart to keep. I mean, I, I love that you, you chipped in the league factor because in the last two seasons, we've seen how the league has grown, even with the introduction of Mota Guinness as, as headline sponsors. I mean, uh, you, you have been in the, uh, around the women's football in the, as long as I can think of. From where you picked up, from where Mota Guinness came on board, I mean... Could you tell us what the difference has been and the investment that has gone into it? Investments, a lot. Where we picked up, it was zero. But we've been able to raise it every time. And I keep saying that one of the things that made me support the Keto Kriko administration the first time it was coming in, and then the second time was just because as an owner of women football, clubs. I saw how much we had to invest and it becomes more of a, just some philanthropical thing we're doing. 
until we had to now see the commercial side of it. Why? Because there came a point where communication, marcoms, marketing and everything had changed. So now you could see girls say, I want to be part of the Women's Premier League. You could see Betway say, I am part of Women's Premier League. You could now come and see girls say, I'm giving you fuel. The money moved from 5000 to 20000 to 25000 to 45000 Now appearance fee is 60000 for Southern Zone, sixty five for Northern Zone, and then 10000 fuel that covers us up. Now the girls don't go into the league not branded even on their when they are training and their are being provided by Betway and then by Motor Guinness. So you could see that today we do not just say women premier league but we say Motor Guinness Women Premier League. And other corporate entities are glad to support us and glad to come on board. We are on T V and a lot of the matches that we play almost every week we are on T V. If we are not on T V general T V through Max T V we are also on all the social media handles of GFA, which means that a lot had done from 2020 till date. Nobody can say that women football had not grown, and nobody can say that investment had not gone in. I'm proud to say I'm one of the people that had lived my investment and had seen it grow. And I can talk for all the other 19 owners and how we are all appreciative of what the system has been. It's a natural thing that we would, we, Oliver Twist will ask for more. But then we are not saying they've not done well. You know, for the first time, our girls are going to be in Puma boots that are original boots, not a boot they had to go get from the Bendal boutique. That now, for the first time, these girls are having one boat to a player, which is supposed to be the proper professional way of playing. That every season we are giving balls back to back. But those times, we had to buy them ourselves. And now we are not just... When you have a juvenile team, you are not just going to use a case five for a juvenile team to play, but they are case fours. These are things that are unprecedented. And I think these are things that every club owner looked at. That those times, when thinking... I remember we had to go back to Brickham Chelsea and say, can we get balls? Now I know more called Brickham Chelsea again, because I'm gladly going to get balls for both playing on the field on match days and also for my girls to train. And it's, it's getting better each time. Now, my last question before I let you go. Um, in the next years ahead, where do you see women's football in this country? With support of governments. And I use the word governments because it's a holistic approach that government would have to come to the appreciation that football is a social cultural developmental tool and it's something that they can use to help structure the people because if all the if each of the club the twenty clubs have thirty people that are in the club, that's thirty times twenty. That's the six hundred people that we have taken off the space of the street to survive and then channel their energy into something. If governments appreciate this, it means that we are still gonna grow our leagues just as South Africa is growing, just as Morocco is growing, but then government would have to come in and support. GFA is trying to do our best. When you go to CAF, CAF is doing splendid. FIFA came up with a strategy of football being women. In Ghana, we've been able to get the women's strategy working, but then we need government to say that, see, I am your partner for development. And if all government will understand, and that this one it has to be a holistic national approach to say that 
this is women football we want to support because during the COVID, when government started paying step-ins to these girls the 500 city step-ins were paying to the sports girls what it did for us is that a lot of the girls didn't even want to travel again because all they need is some motivation for them to know that they have a life and now with the help of the gfp president there are a lot of other projects we are running with them because after football what's next so many of them are being trained for license D, some are being trained for license C. So we are having some of them moving even into administrative and other things, which makes them have a life. If they can do all of these things, we've collaborated with some agencies to make sure they have some skills, vocational and technical skills after they are done with football. Because football is like being a driver. You can go out in a day and then after the day ends, you can't play again. So these girls' lives important to us because FIFA clearly stated that only 1% of all people who are kicking the round letter would end up being professional. So if it's just 1%, then it means that there is a 99% that we have to protect. And these 99%, we have to motivate them. The president is very excited about coast football, which I think is what had motivated all these big names we can hear. So if we are able to grow the girl from that childhood point of head to whatever time, then it means we are doing something better. And any time we have met at Diesco, he's been very emphatic about these things, that if there is any way we can grow our football, especially for women and both men, it's when we appreciate what coast football is about. It's when we appreciate what our dynamics are about. But in Ghana, if ever a child wants to play, the only time the child can play, whether you are two years, three years, you have to start from Division 1. Which which makes it no way for you to do it. So just as my president is motivated by it, I think mine is to make sure I see more women play. And every Ghanaian girl child who wants to play football should have access to football. But the beauty of it is that we are changing the story and the narrative. And very soon we'll see more girl coasts all over the place for them to also feel like we can play whether we are two years, we are five years, we are seven years. We can, and that's what we want to believe in. All right.